Beautiful humans, welcome back to the I Like Birds podcast. I'm your host, Zach Rippey, and this podcast is dedicated to the non-believers, the confused believers, and the true believers, because I, at one time or another, was all three. So I'm here to help you get a better understanding of who Jesus is and what he's all about. I'd love to grow in our faith together. You learn as I learn. I like the Bible, and I like words, so therefore, I like birds. Let's start the show. Hey, let's start the show, baby. Episode eight. Uh, we're in the book of Acts today. I loved Acts. It was different. I'm, I've already read kind of Paul's uh, writings as far as his his letters to everybody, which I love Paul. He's the best. Uh, and I've also read the Gospels, you know, Matthew, John, Luke. And I've read a little bit of Proverbs so far. I've read Peter uh, and I think uh, Romans as well, which is also an, a, a letter, but it's really heavy. So but Acts is really tells the story of what happened after Jesus was here and what his disciples did with his message. And I just think it's so powerful. And it's there are some parts that were kind of like a little bit of lulls and a little bit repetitive. But majority of it, I would say there's, I think, 28 chapters out of 28, 25 of them were super solid and learned a lot. I think it's one of those books I'm going to go back to so much because when it comes to ministry, it's so important that you realize what you're doing it for. And uh, my episode six will talk a lot about that, especially the the lost in translation, Americanized version of churches. What is the real message here? What is What are we trying to do for Jesus? What are we trying to do for these people that have never heard of Jesus? Like, it's so powerful to have that 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 power put on you to give that message of when Jesus was here to other people. And I don't, I don't like that. It seems watered down at some of these Americanized churches or even just from my experiences at, uh, you know, like on a YouTube sermon that I've watched of somebody that's huge, you know, and I mentioned Joel Olsen in the past. That's an example. There's a couple other ones where it's just like, you're watching it maybe just cause it's not in person. So you don't feel it as much. And I, I, I will admit that. I think that, I also think that I was a little wrong on uh, episode six because I talked a lot about what I don't really love about the churches in America, but there's so much that there is doing good for. So for instance, we'll just talk about Joel Osteen real quick. The fact that I said that I didn't really like, could he be real on stage? And I don't know. I'm still, I still feel that way. I still feel that way about us having fog machines and, and uh, MacBook pros on stage and like a band coordinator and everybody on the staff gets paid. There's like a social media team and people have Bibles on their phones and stuff like it's just this new techie world we live in. And I understand that, but also I understand what it says in Acts. So I'm trying to be balanced, right? Cause they are, those mega churches are reaching people that I'll probably never reach. They're reaching people that are maybe where they were unreached. And the only way that you could get them in the door to know about Jesus is with those fog lights and Starbucks in the lobby. So I didn't, I don't want to apologize for what I said on chapter six or episode six at all, but I do want to just say that there is some good of the mega churches. And I think I even said that on episode six, I don't go back and listen to them or anything like that. But I just remember I posted like a clip of episode six and it felt kind of, uh, not the way I want the podcast to come across. Right. And to be honest with you guys, man. I'm figuring this out. I really am. I don't know everything clearly. I've I haven't even finished it. I haven't even finished the book. I haven't even finished New Testament. So 
seriously take what I'm saying very lightly and with your own beliefs, you know, attached to them and also what the Bible says. But that's what I was kind of preaching in episode six was the Bible talks about the churches the way they're supposed to be. So therefore, I ain't apologizing for nothing. I'm just saying that the mega churches do do some good. And also the huge band director is like the, um, they they actually do have some kind of power because uh, all the worship I, music I listen to is for the most part from those mega churches. And I didn't really realize that until I talked about it with my wife, but that's why I have her, you know? So we live, we learn, we're moving on, right? We're on episode eight now. We're in Acts. It's so good. Definitely recommend reading all of it because it's so powerful and it's so, it's motivating, dude. The way they just, these these people that heard of Jesus went and told other people about Jesus and then they got killed for it. Oh my gosh, like real killed, like stoned, beheaded, in prison, terrible life persecuted throughout their entire journeys and man they have faith and it says in acts 26 verse 16 you are to tell the world what you have seen and what i will show you in the future and it just made me think don't you guys realize what this coronavirus thing did the power of this corona thing is insane think about this in the first two weeks of it all didn't you have a thought and a feeling that you never had before? You thought, oh, wow, I could die in a few weeks. I could die in a few weeks and it wouldn't even be my fault because I shook somebody's hand because because I touched a surface because something was airborne. I never had that thought before. I never thought I could die and I thought, yeah, I can die one day. I didn't think I could die from something like that, but we thought it. We all did in the beginning. There's no question in my mind. We Once the NBA was canceled, I was like, uh-oh. They canceled the league? Uh-oh. Then I even thought deeper, right? I said, oh, my gosh. My family could die? I have a six-month-old baby at the time, and I have a wife. You're telling me I may have came home from an open mic one night and the virus could kill my wife's first child my beautiful boy malachi you think that's the way i was thinking we were all thinking that and you know what that is i don't know about you guys but that means we almost saw the light the light of death the light of a second chance the light of oh my god god is real didn't this whole thing kind of feel like, oh, Jesus is coming back one day? If if and that's not to say this is that. Because I don't I don't I don't think that. I don't think that there are some weird signs go like that happened and whatnot, but I don't think that at all. Because but Jesus is coming back one day in the regards of things can just change with a snap of a finger. The whole world stopped. Disney World stopped. Airplanes aren't in the sky. Boats aren't on the on the ocean. Oil is not having anywhere to go. The world stopped for two months? 40-ish days? Coincidence, I don't think so. But still, if I got the virus and I died eight weeks ago, I promise you I don't think I'd been confident standing before God. I thought about that, guys. I thought about that. I was like, man, if I die... Would I be be okay with what I did in my life? Would I be would I be 
bold in front of God? And would I would I even feel my no, my knees would be shaking. Because eight weeks ago, I don't think I really understood who Jesus and God was. I don't think I did. I believed on a surface level. Surface level is not the way to believe. Surface level is like, for instance, if you say basketball is my favorite sport and then you just don't even acknowledge it. You're like, oh, okay, cool. And then that's it. But you don't ask like, who's your favorite team? Who's your favorite player? Oh, what made you like basketball? Have you ever been to a game? Have you, did you used to play basketball? Did you, uh, are you good at dribbling? Can you shoot? Does your kids like basketball? They're so much deeper. And that's what God and Jesus is, bro. So yeah, I, I guess I knew, I knew Jesus on a surface level, but I didn't get in the book. Like I wasn't in there. I wasn't, I didn't know anything. I didn't, couldn't tell you a story from the Bible, really. You know, I could tell you kid fables, like not kid fable stories, but you know, the, the, the stories they tell kids at Sunday school. I think we all kind of remember that Jonah and the whale in the, in the whale, Adam and Eve, Noah and the ark, you know, old Testament stuff that I even, you know, it's kind of like hard sometimes you're like, eh, I don't know. Uh, the new way sounds so much better. And, uh, so much more uh, logical, but uh, not, not. I just I haven't really read the Old Testament, guys. To be honest, uh, I will. But uh, when I tried to read it when I was like in high school, I did not understand anything. And maybe I still won't. Who knows? But New Testament, I'm in there right now, baby. And I'm learning. I'm learning, dude. And I'm. I was thinking. I was reflecting because, dude, I felt death coming. I felt not death, but the possibility of death. And I don't think I was ready to go before God and. Be weak. I didn't think I was ready to go there and him just be like, uh, maybe, you know, like, man, I thought about that too. Like, what if you're like close, but no cigar. And man, before this, I was before everything, the coronavirus, man, I really wasn't sure what I believed. And the coronavirus, man, it changed everything. It really did, man. I hope it changed your perception of life, guys. And I hope you realize what's important now. I hope you use your time wisely now. I have three TVs in my house that I barely use anymore. I bought a clock for my room because my phone isn't coming in my room with me anymore at all. You know, like my time to go in bed is to hang out with my wife, eat some popcorn sometimes in Topo Chico, and watch a show, go to sleep. Before, my time would be go to the room, be on the phone for so long, check Twitter, check Instagram, da 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 living in this, this, this world that's not even yours. But no, man, I'm bringing the phone. I don't bring the phone in the room anymore. It's changed my life. I really recommend it. I challenge you to do it. Challenge you to try it. See how how much different you even think about God, dude. You have your phone next to you, and you're on your phone before you watch a show. You go to bed. How can you even think about praying when you have so many like things coming at you? You know, you have Twitter, you have Insta, you have Snapchat, Facebook, uh, text messages, p- possibility of phone calls, news stories, coronavirus stories, stocks. Uh, what's closed? NBA is closed. This, 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 your show, whatever they're talking about on their show, your wife next to you, your person next to you, uh, your snack, you know, there's so much stuff coming in and, 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 and how do you even make time to like pray to God? Cause I don't know about you guys. When I pray to God, I gotta be like, I gotta be serious. I can't be stumbling. I can't be starting and then having to start over and start over. Cause then it feels like I'm not even praying. I'm like honestly disrespecting God by being so distracted and he knows we're human. He knows our hearts. So you know, he doesn't hold that against us, but I, the way I feel about it, I want to improve, you know? So yeah, coronavirus changed everything. I'm making changes. I have been, I have been like, I seriously, I have been since I felt that light. So many changes, guys. I'm eating less. I'm lifting more. I'm exercising. I'm biking. I'm walking with Malachi around the neighborhood and Catherine. 
I'm biking with my earphones in, going out to like a little nature spot, chilling out there thinking. I'm stretching, which I really am grateful that I started doing that because that helped my back pain, which is awesome. I'm reading. I'm writing. I'm writing different stuff, too. I'm writing letters. I'm writing journal entries. I'm writing prompts sometimes. I'm writing stories. I'm writing messages for the podcast. I'm just feeling good, right? And it, it means a lot. I'm talking to people. I'm learning and growing from other people or like that are influences in my life. And I'm just on the phone more talking to people instead of like the texting or just scrolling all day. I'm learning and I'm growing more than ever before because of this light. What do you think that light is, right? And when it says you were to tell the world what you've seen and what I'll show you in the future, isn't the light what I've seen? Wouldn't you clarify, like classify that as the light? Because I do. And now this is what I'm doing. I'm doing the pod and I'm, I'm doing what God is calling me to do from here on out. And it's going to be a struggle some days. It's going to be the earthly side of me is going to come out some days. I'm going to want to not do that. I'm not going to want to read some days. And that's okay. But I'm also going to fight it. I'm going to be very diligent in my studies. And I'm going to be very diligent in just like doing what I, he tells us to do. You know, just the way you walk. And I want to walk in this life, not just right now, but forever, right? I want to tell the world what I have seen. I've seen the other side, guys. I've seen the sinful, not even sinful. I hate that. Like the sinful thing makes it sound so old school. I've seen just the crappy side of life. You know, I've seen the drugs. I've seen, I've seen the family members and drugs. I've seen alcoholism. I've seen spending all your money on stuff. I've seen, uh, being, being, uh, in a house where, there was, you know, some incarceration going on at one point, you know, I, and I had a kid young. I, I felt kind of all over the place. I always try to be a good dude, but it was like, uh, my actions sometimes stay different. And I just want to share what the world was to come. If you follow this light, follow this light, it gets better. The light gets brighter. A life where there is no bad days. I promise there's no bad days. There's inevitable tribulations and sadness and hardships but there isn't BS, right? And you know what I'm talking about, right? And I say BS because I have to. I can't say, oh, there isn't baloney. No, BS, because there's limited insecurities, man, in your in your head when you're following Jesus. There's limited insecurities in your heart when, you, when you're reading the word. There's limited insecurities when you're living this life that, that he tells you how to live. He shows you it's the, it's the way of life. There's no more mental bitterness that doesn't exist anymore, your heart knows what's important. I'll, I'll go off off on that a little bit. Like, I didn't even realize how much I loved my family, guys. I really did not. I didn't realize how much I loved my little baby Malachi. I didn't realize how much I loved my son Noah. I didn't realize how much I loved my wife, my mom, my my in-laws, my my wife's family, my 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 pops. You know, like, I, I love my family, you know? And... I didn't realize how important it was just to be there, you know, just to be in the house, you know, going out and doing comedy all the time and just chasing this, chasing that. Uh, oh, I'm not doing comedy night, but I'm going to go to the Mavs game. You know, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Yo, your family is right there. You know, like they they want to make memories with you, too. I didn't realize that, guys. I didn't. And and reading this, reading the Bible and, and slowing down a little bit has really helped me. I hope it's helped you, too. I really do. And when you follow Jesus, man, I feel like your days are purposeful. Every day is a new memory. I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but it is. That's the way it feels for me. Every day feels like more like a week. You know, it feels more 
my day feels like a week now. It's like there's so much I can do in my day. There's so much more I can learn and grow and and feel compared to before. Before it was just so much like hamster on a wheel where it's like you don't even know what you're feeling. You only you're feeling stuff, but you're like you're hiding it. You're masking it. You're disguising it. You're ignoring it. That's the big one too. Ignoring it. I would ignore it by just oh I got two shows tonight, three shows tonight. Oh I got a new joke. I got a new tag. You know, it's as much as I love comedy and like the art of comedy and the craft. Whoa, dude, I used that as so much of a suppressor of how I felt and how I what I realized was important. Your days are purposeful. Every day is a new memory. And imagine that every day of your life is awesome. Can you imagine that? It's all possible, man. And I'm striving for that. And God is giving me some glimpses of what can happen if I keep pursuing him and living through Jesus. He gives you those gifts, man. He gives you those rewards and, and those blessings and just you're even just he changes your heart. If you change your heart, you change your life, dude. There's so many good stories about that, too, of just people that, you know, get locked up and then they like they find God in there. They come out and they're dope. They're good people. They're they're uh, they're moving uh, society forward in a positive way. They're reaching people. They're sharing their story. And everybody has the the before, dude, before you're saved, before you see the light. Your before isn't that bad. I promise you, it's not that bad. There's so much more worse. For instance, Paul used to kill Christians. And they talk about that in Acts. He used to kill Christians and bring them in handcuffs from across the city to go to jail because they believed in Jesus, right? Then God was like, yo, what are you doing? Changed his entire life and told him, hey, this is what you got to do, do for me and for, for Jesus and Paul executed perfectionly, all right? Not, per- not perfect. He was a little cocky at times, but, you know, he's a good dude. And I'll tell you this. It says it again. You are to tell the world what you have seen and what I will show you in the future. Because Acts is such an interesting book in the Bible because it not only shows you how the church is supposed to be designed, it also shows you how far the disciples spread the good news about Jesus. There was no mail system, guys. There was no email no no CNN news coverage, no DMs. No, these people had to spend their lives traveling to different cities by foot and boat to tell strangers there's a guy named Jesus who's the son of God who did all these beautiful things for people and taught such beautiful principles of life and showed us how to get eternal life and to live a good life on earth And then they killed him because they didn't agree. They didn't, they didn't believe him. And now these disciples and these people of Jesus that, that he taught went and spread these messages to those people, these random people. Imagine you're sitting there. You never heard of anything. You're like, what are you, you, is this, how's it real? And then boom, Jesus gave the disciples like certain get like Holy Spirit gifts. So basically Peter and John and, and Paul would go in there and they, they'd heal people themselves because of Jesus and like what he gave them. He gave them like kind of proof. He gave them proof. And he gives us proof. Our words and the way we carry ourselves and the way we, we live is proof that he he's in us. He's working. He's doing things that are amazing. He's changing lives. And we also learn in Acts about my favorite writer in the Bible. We learn his backstory. My favorite writer in the Bible, his name is Paul. And you might have heard of him. He's seriously my dude. All right. He's everything to me so far in the readings. Like I want to just finish all his his books and letters. Like he wrote 13 books in the Bible. 
uh, supposedly, apparently there's a few of them that might've been like his students that wrote and he signed off on, you know, like he took the credit for his students writing, but you know, that's theory. So we're not hundred percent sure. Just letting you guys know, I'm being honest with you guys. He supposedly wrote 13 books and I like them all right so far of the ones I read. And most of them are just letters, dude. They're just letters to certain groups of people in certain cities. So it's basically like the believers, the the non-believers in Orlando, he would be like, hey, Orlando ease, what's up? Like, and then he'd, he'd, he'd hit you with some heat, right? But man, they're all just so different and they all just hit your soul. And although Paul is responsible for penning these letters and dictating these letters and writing these letters, he also makes it very clear that he is speaking under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So that's probably why it hits my soul so much. And that's why it probably hits your soul so much. And that's why people love Paul, because he legit god gave him the holy spirit to write to other people and to spread the message efficiently god gave him that gift it's not just paul right uh, i read this thing about paul today that says he's kind of considered the next person to push christianity after jesus it was like jesus and then paul pushed it so far right he just did so much great things for christianity with the way he led and acts and just went to all the other people the way he wrote people like he was just he was a he's a soul he's a soldier all right he's a soldier of jesus and the other apostles, man, as well as the early church, they accepted these letters as words from God. So when you got a letter from Paul, you accepted them as as words from God, which is so like kind of how we do now, kind of how we do now. And Jesus himself told Paul that he was sending him as a witness of all God would teach him. It says that in Acts 26 verses 16 through 18. Therefore, we can rest assured that Paul's words to the churches are inspired by the Holy Spirit and relevant for us today. It all comes back, baby. And you know, it's crazy, like some people that may be listening, because I know, because I'm speaking from experience, I know that when I went to weddings, I would hear like a pastor mention Corinthians, right? And you also saw it in the movie Wedding Crashers, uh, the the versus uh, Corinthians. First time I kind of heard about it was either Wedding Crashers or the, the weddings I actually attended. And dude, how beautiful that is. Right. And how beautiful those words are at every every wedding. You're like, man, this kind of this is hitting. Like people are listening to this and whoa, powerful. The 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 bride is like crying when she hears the words that are said in Corinthians. You know, it's, it's heavy stuff. And yeah, Paul wrote that, dude. Paul wrote 13 of those. Right? They all hit different too. They all hit different. Please read Paul. Really encourage it. Ephesians, Galatians, so good. Romans, great, heavy, but good. And uh, Corinthians, I haven't got there yet, but I will. But I'm also, I'm spacing my Paul reads out because I'm so obsessed that I don't think it'd be good for me, right? I'm just like, I'm going to read all of this and I'm going to ignore my family. So I'm kind of spacing it out. Anyway, man, I'm so honest with you guys. I love it. Uh, anyway, in Acts, we learn about Paul's story too, right? And how he once used to kill Christians because they believed in Jesus. He would go out of his way to do so too. So like, let's say you were in Orlando and Paul was in Tampa, this dude would walk from Tampa to Orlando and bring you back to Tampa in handcuffs if you believed in Jesus. And I got to tell you, I got to read to you what he says about who he used to be and what he used to do. Because he says it in Acts 22 verses 4 through 15. And he's speaking to a crowd of people. A crowd of people. Imagine admitting this to a crowd of people that you don't know. He says, and I persecuted the followers of the way, hounding some to death, arresting both men and women and throwing them in prison. The high priest and the whole council of elders can testify to this as well. For I received letters from them to our Jewish brothers in Damascus, authorizing me to bring the Christians from there to Jerusalem in chains to be punished. As I was on the road approaching Damascus around noon, a very bright light from heaven suddenly shone down around me. I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? 
Who are you? I asked. And the voice replied, I am Jesus the Nazarene, the one you are persecuting. The people with me saw the light, but they didn't understand the voice speaking to me. So like his boys that he was with, they saw the light, but they didn't understand the voice, right? Because he was just talking to Saul. And I and he goes on to say in verse 10, I asked, what should I do, Lord? And the Lord told me, get up and go into Damascus, and there you will be told everything you are to do. Paul then says, I was blinded by the intense light and had to be led by the hand to Damascus by my companions I was with. A man named Ananias lived there. He was a godly man, deeply devoted to the law and well regarded by the Jews of Damascus. He came and he stood beside me and he said, Brother Saul, regain your sight. In that very moment, I could see him. Then he told me, the God of our ancestors has chosen you, Paul, to know his will and to see the righteous one and hear him speak. For you are to be his witness, telling everyone what you have seen and heard. Telling everyone what you have seen and heard. What are you waiting for, Paul? Get up and be baptized. Have your sins washed away by calling on the name of the Lord. Dude, and you can keep reading on from there, but oh my gosh. it's It sounds a little... Like, I don't like reading Bible verses out loud sometimes, like stories like that, because it sounds a little like so unbelievable, because of course it is if you think about that happening now and how crazy that is. But things are different now, obviously. You know, things are different back then. They're different now. God was a lot more, you know, working to to help the the understanding of Jesus be seen by the other people there. So therefore, the future generations can have this knowledge of what was going on and who Jesus was for the future, right? So, of course, it sounds crazy that a, sh- a light was shining down from the sky, but it's like, how are you going to underestimate God even if you do think that way? Because I'm, I'm saying that because I used to think that way. If, like, you told me that story, I'd just be like, oh, that sounds like a fable. You know, back in my day, I, re- I really would. And it's it, I feel comfortable saying that because I understand why I felt that way. It's because I didn't understand the word. But if you're reading this, I promise you, you don't feel that way. You don't feel that way that you do maybe when you hear the story out loud, right? Because your humanness kicks in and you start thinking, oh, that'll never happen today. Nothing like that's ever happened. But, dude, miracles happen all the time. Pay attention. Anyway, Paul then changes his whole life around to do what God is calling him to do, which is spread the good news about Jesus to all the people in the cities. Rome, Jerusalem, Malta, Greece. He got arrested and imprisoned and almost killed multiple times by people and on a boat that was struck by terrible weather. He had to go through this whole journey just to keep spreading the word of Jesus, right? Paul's journey is insane. You really have to read about it. It's awesome. I I love it so much. It really shows just how much he loved the message and he loved Jesus and he loved just doing God's will. And he did it all for Jesus, dude. It was never for him. He took no credit in any of the letters. Yeah, he was a little cocky, but that's my dude, right? I like that guy because he's like, hey, God gave me this power. He didn't give you this power, but he did give you this power. He gave you the power to live through Jesus and to also spread the message of Jesus. And he writes while he's in prison, too. That's what's so crazy. If you read Ephesians, the dude the entire time is in prison while he writes this. Not American prisons either, my guy. Like hot, stinky, outdoors prison in the Middle East, my friend. Yet when he writes and how he speaks about his life, his faith, and his relationship with Jesus, you'd think he was on a yacht in Hawaii with Jerry Jones. Like when he writes it, you seriously think his whole life is great because he knows Jesus and what he did for us. He loves Jesus. And I can't wait to learn more about Paul because, dude, this man is my Bible role model. All right. Maybe not the old Paul, but the new one. All right. So please, guys, I highly encourage you all to just take a look at uh, chapter 22, see what Paul was about. Uh, He also before that chapter 21, you see that he arrived in uh, Jerusalem. He was arrested. 
You see uh, Paul's final visit to different cities. You see Paul's journeys. You see Paul meeting uh, the elders of the church. You see him standing before council. You see uh, him being in Rome and standing before Felix. Like, it's crazy, the, the, the story that goes on in Acts. There's, like, a huge plan to kill Paul amongst people, and Paul has to let people know, like, hey, I got to move, move in this different direction or I'm going to get scuffed up. You know, so it's just it's so human and it's so it's so great and it's so relatable thinking of you in that setting of that time period of life and like how you would be. And just like the the courage that Paul has is it's kind of in all of us, you know, so let's dive deep, man. Let's keep getting in our Bible and keep coming back to the podcast. The next two episodes are awesome. Uh, I have them already kind of planned out and I can't wait to share with you guys and just keep growing in our faith together, man. I love you guys. Thank you so much for being here. Share the podcast if you enjoyed it. Hit me up. Uh, I got the email. I like bird show at yahoo.com. I'd love to hear from you, and uh, thank you just so much for listening to this deep. 28 minutes, man. We're in there today. This was a good message. I uh, love you guys so much. Take care. Yeah?